0: First. Welcome into this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Nate is back in here alongside my good friend and co-host, Sports Director at KORN Radio, in Mitchell South Dakota, none other than Travis Crins. Travis, how we doing? Doing
1: good. good. Busy week. This week
0: not as busy. That's oh, nice. Not as busy this week as last week is that what
1: you said? Yes, Mother's Day and yeah Uh, different games and stuff, and it was, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going
0: on. That's good. Uh, more, that means more time for, for pickleball, right?
1: That's right. That's right. Played some, uh, one, one day of pickleball yesterday, sir, last week, so. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I I wanted to mention pickleball. Uh, Kelly Pfeiffer, the official. Yes. That stared down Fran McCaffrey, he started to play pickleball.
0: Yep, that asshole. (laughs) Oh, he is, huh? Well,
1: that's Fran McCaffrey,
0: the asshole, not uh, not the
1: official. Right, right, right. Because yes. <laughs> he lives in Mitchell, and uh, he's, he's gotten good quickly. So
0: yes, he has. Well, at, oh, at what at refereeing big games, staring down Fran McCaffrey? or pickleball. Pickleball. Very pickleball. Very good. Well, uh, hopefully he continues to get better, and then maybe uh, maybe he'll name drop you at uh, at uh, the next time he stares down that asshole, Fran McCaffrey.
1: Maybe. Oh, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully it is. <laughs>
0: Let's get started. Minnesota Twins. uh, Good week last week for them. 4-2 homestand. Lose the first game of each of their series against the Padres and Cubs. Win the next two. And boy, what an offensive explosion uh, Saturday and Sunday against the Cubs. Scoring 27 runs in those two games. Um, Stellar performance. And it really seemed like Carlos Correa getting booed by the fans it made some headway and stuff on like ESPN Tuesday morning into the afternoon. I think TTI even did a segment on it. But Carlos Correa said, absolutely, they should boo. I'm not playing well. Then he, I thought, did better as the week went on. He had a couple of big hits, uh, drove in some runs, and he got a home run. And overall, the Twins hitting was very good. Now, I don't know if this is a sign of things to come. Or if they just got lucky. But it was nice to see them finally break through.
1: Yeah, you feel it. The, it's there. The talent's there to do this. They had the worst batting average in baseball before that. They got Friday. And uh, what they did Saturday and Sunday is now propelled them to like 28th or 27th. Wasting batting average. Um, their power is good. They're one of bad, better power hitting teams. I think they're sixth in home runs. Or you know, so. When, when they, when they, on the rare occasion they do hit the ball, they do something with it. So
0: well, that seems they, to, that seems to kind of be the uh, case. I think I saw a column or something last week say, uh from someone saying. You know, this team is all about swinging and, like, the power hitting. They're, they're trying to go for the home runs, a lot of swings and misses, and maybe that's why maybe we need a, a different change in regime at, at the GM and president spot uh, to move forward. Is that something, maybe an overreaction, or does this last weekend kind of quell that?
1: Well, no. Anyway, so I guess the juiced baseballs of 2019, they hit the most home runs ever. And they tried to do this, and they got rid of Luis Arise, who's not a power hitter, but, you know, a guy that hits for average. Mm -hmm. I mean, they signed Joey Gallo, who will hit 200, but hit 30 home runs. So, and Buxton has kind of turned into that guy where he's going to, I think, struggle to probably hit even 230 this year, but hopefully hit 30 home runs. So, that's one way, I guess, to go about it. I, I wonder what they'd be hitting if the shift was still legal because they were around 220 last week. They are probably hitting about 215 if the shift was still around. So the it's, it's boom or bust, it seems like. We'll see if they get more consistent. Like, they should be better than a 225 hitting team, mm-hmm. maybe in the 230s. I think if they could hit 235, that'd be nice. Yep. So they've got the best pitching in baseball, but it's somewhat remarkable that they've been able to, be in first place and be over five hundred the entire year with how awful their hitting has been.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: Then you look at their pitching, or the few pitching stats that I found uh, from yesterday or from this morning. 41 games in, so we're a quarter of the way in. hmm Twins have the second-best ERA in baseball at 3.29 just behind Tampa Bay. Okay. They're second in fip behind Seattle that's fielding independent pitching. Okay. Twins pitchers lead baseball in strikeouts per nine inning at just under 10. Excellent. Currently, the, the twins starting pitchers K per nine would be the fifth best ever. That's just over 10. Wow. And the of baseball. So we'll see how that how that uh, stays. And the starters have the most innings pitched. They've pitched uh, 233 innings from their starters. When last year, they pitched one of the worst. No, they their starters pitched among the fewest innings. So they knew they had to do something with the starting rotation, and they did, so they've addressed that. So this this, this team does a good job, I think, of addressing areas of weakness. I still consider the bullpen a weakness, mm-hmm. and they've never addressed that. But, you know, they signed Carlos Correa, they signed Joey Gallo. They had a lot of injuries last year, so they added to their depth. So I like that they have. Added to the areas that need to be added
0: to. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Uh, it wasn't all good news last week. I believe there was uh, something with Tyler. Was it Tyler Malley who is now going to oh. be out for the year? Uh, I mean, Max Kepler's on the IL with the strained hammy, but that's not a big Deal so much, uh, you know, because they are as deep as they are. Alex Kirilov hit two home runs over the weekend in a game, so that's big. But um, the injury to Malley, having Tommy John surgery, um, what does this do for their starting rotation, and what level of concern is this now, not just for Malley, you know, moving forward, but for the Twins' uh, starting pitching the rest of this season?
1: Honestly, for him, he doesn't really matter. He's not very good. The Twins gave up a couple of pretty good prospects for him last year. So the bad thing with him getting hurt is that they gave up a couple of good guys basically for nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He started, what, 10 games for him? Started some last year, got hurt, came back through two or three innings versus the White Sox, got hurt again. And then this year, like, he'll be out. So I don't know, maybe they'll re-sign him like he was a free agent coming up. So maybe they'll they re-sign Chris Paddock. So they got from San Diego last year, and he got hurt nearly immediately. So will mm-hmm. be back probably next year. He's under contract. But I wrote there a couple of weeks ago that the Twins' starting pitching is now better because Tyler Malley got hurt and my Maeda's been down. Like They did, were not very good, and Bailey Ober has continued to be excellent, and Louis Varlin pitched very, very well. Yes. Yes. Um, And he's continued to be well. So those two guys are better than the guys they are replacing, which is very rare. So yes, him, him being out doesn't really matter uh, because you feel like if he would have been out a month or two, he would have came back and gotten a spot in the rotation that I don't think he deserves. Like, who are you going to put him in there for?
2: Right.
1: uh, Whoever you're going to put him in there for, he shouldn't be guaranteed a spot just because he makes a certain amount of money or you traded for him last year, or he's a veteran. It's like, no, Bailey Ober, he should be in the starting rotation for the rest of his career as, uh, as long as he continues to pitch. Mm-hmm. Same, for, same for Louis Varland. He is, there's no reason why they, they should not be in the major leagues. Well, and
0: I think that was the conversation we had at the beginning of the season was with Bailey Ober going down. It's like he played great. There was just not a spot for him. So now with the injury to Malley and with Kenton Maeda having his struggles, getting Ober now – into this rotation, it's not something where oh he's going to have to go back to Triple A St. Paul. This seems like a very definitive, uh, like yes, you're staying up here for good, uh, and he's pitching really well too, so that helps. But it was just I think at the beginning of the season they didn't know where that spot was, so they had to send him down, and now he's up and it appears to be for good.
1: Kentomaya, he'll be back whenever he's back, and like he, like if they can, like he should be in Triple A. Just to prove, okay, can you start every fifth day without getting hurt or without being tired? Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Can you come out of the bullpen, which you did quite a bit with the Dodgers? Like, we, we don't have a spot for you. They could go for a six-man rotation. There's no reason not to do that, but they probably won't. I would if I was the decision maker, but I'm not. So, Alex Karolov, he's healthy. That's a big boost to the offense. Mm-hmm. Billy yelled had a couple of huge home runs. Royce Lewis has started his rehab assignments. Excellent. I thought he'd be back after the All-Star break. Hopefully he's back within a month. Okay. And he's probably your starting third baseman at this point, even though he's been a shortstop, even though they put him in center field and he tore his knee up again. Uh, Jose Miranda was sent down, just was not hitting at all, and his defense is not very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Royce Lewis should be up. By the end of June, about the middle of June. And then the offense should really be good. So well, yeah, hopefully, this...
0: hopefully Miranda comes back because he had a lot of clutch hits last year as a rookie. He was very good. So, hopefully. Like
2: they,
1: if the they can hit, they should win 92, 95 games. I mean, they've done this well. They're like on a 90-win pace right now. Mm-hmm. Getting awful. So, I mean, eh? the, the the division is terrible. Joe Ryan's been excellent. Sonny Gray's been excellent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it should be should be a good summer.
0: Uh they have a tough week this week, I would say semi tough week. Dodgers yeah. and the Angels. I think, you know, this is a a stretch here this week. I would say three and three would be a good road trip
1: out west. Agreed? Yeah, it'd be fine. Like, you know, I think I said last week, people, I saw some tweet that look how tough this schedule is for the next month. i like But it's not. The Padres. The Padres aren't making the playoffs.
0: Not right now. That would be a major, major uh, upset. At
1: the, at the beginning of the year, I'm like, Dodgers win this division like they always do.
2: hmm
1: Like, Padres, they've boat Both sailed on the Padres. They're not. No, last year was their year. They're not a serious contender for anything. hmm Cubs had a nice start. They're, they'll finish under 500. Obviously, we saw their pitching was awful. Uh, Dodgers are not as good as they have been. Um, I, was, you know, I thought it was very important they won on Sunday because they're going to the Dodgers. I thought it was very important you win tonight because you've got Pablo Lopez going against Noah Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. That's a big advantage pitching-wise for the Twins. Because you've got Clayton Kershaw Tuesday. You've got uh, Dustin May on Wednesday. They're two best guys. But then I look at it, Twins have Bailey over tomorrow. I'm completely fine putting Bailey over against Kershaw. Yeah. Then on Wednesday you've got Sonny Gray against Dustin May, and I'm perfectly fine. When you've got pitching like that, you can win every game. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so yeah. Three and three, I think minimum. I mean, there's a Angels scoring a lot of runs tonight against Baltimore, but at minimum, go three and three. And then next week you're at home against San Francisco and Toronto. No Giants. Eh. Toronto's good. Then you're at Houston and hosting Cleveland. Cleveland's awful offensively, so. Maybe on paper it's a tough stretch, but if you look at it, it's like, well, they. Twins have the third best record in the American League. Like, they're, they're a good team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they, they are better than. like there, There's no team that they play. Outside of, you know, is, this team is better than the Twins. You'd say that probably about Tampa. Mm-hmm. he said it about
2: Atlanta-hmm
1: who else they beat the Yankees four out of six they beat Houston two out of three teams they've always had trouble with yep both they haven't played Baltimore yet they haven't played Toronto
0: yet I mean you could probably say the Dodgers
1: Dodgers, I mean we'll see how the twins do I think it,
0: I think the difference though is that when it comes to the postseason, that's where the twins are inept as of late I mean they haven't won a playoff game let alone playoff series a playoff game here lately so I I think I would have to say for you know as you know a twins fan or for many twins fans it's not so much like yes it's great what they're doing in the regular season but it do, nothing's gonna matter what you do in the regular season unless you do something in the playoffs and that includes winning a game I, I think that's where the focus is.
1: Like they got they got to win a series this year. They have to get, I'll uh, get to the American League Championship Series. A couple of years ago, they hit all the home runs that didn't matter. This year, they have the best pitching. We'll see if that matters. So they tried a, a bunch of different things to see if something's going to work mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So yeah, once we get to the playoffs, and none of this matters. Like, all right, show me you can you can win a series against somebody. So yeah.
0: Would be nice, would be nice. I was. What was I going to check here? Oh, yeah, I was going to check and see what Cleveland's schedule here looks like the remainder of the month. Because, I mean, if the Twins could even build to, like, a four- or five-game lead here, uh, that Cleveland would... They
1: the to Chicago tonight. They've got the Mets, who are awful. And they got the White Sox again, and they play the Cardinals and both. Okay. So... Oh yeah, if they're any good, they should be able to beat the White Sox and the Cardinals. I mean those are not good teams, so and the Mets, the Mets are not good either, so Right. Now that is an easy schedule. They're playing six you well, know, twelve game, twelve teams against damn near last place teams.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. When they should win, for sure. But we will see what happens. There as we move along here. Anything else from the baseball week that we need to to get to here?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: baseball. Well, Tampa Bay continues to roll on. Like Cleveland's offense is awful. You got Cleveland and Detroit. There's got kind of trading back and forth. Second place, uh, but their offense is just terrible. And uh, Texas, they continue to hit. Like whenever Texas is good, they hit a lot and they do that. Uh, Pirates, their little run is over. Yep. Good will outlast it for a month, but they, their offense has been terrible. They've been, uh, they they struggled to score. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Pirates, not not a serious contender. Anyway, and then the Mets, the Mets are. It's disappointing they make all these big moves, spend all this money, and they're a game and a half better than Washington at the moment.
0: Right, They're they're a half game behind Miami. I mean, that's got to be one of the more pleasant surprises that we're seeing, right, is the Nationals competing as well as they are. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs at all, but still to be in this position right now, I don't think it's something that a lot of people thought was going to happen.
1: Well, because you make these moves and they don't work out. Just because you spend money... Doesn't mean you're going to be any good. Like Carlos Correa, he'll get better. Mm-hmm. He's at like 210 now, which is better than 190. Like, so someone's production is not equivalent to what you spend on them. Mm-hmm. Just because you spend 30 million on a player per year doesn't mean they're going to be an MVP caliber player. Like, right. right. so it's not how it works. Maybe, but like you look at the, the, the National League, seems weak. I think it's the Braves and everybody else. Yes. So yes. I get you know, the Dodgers, we've got Milwaukee. Other than that, what do you got?
2: Not much. Arizona, the Cardinals Arizona to... is your top
1: wildcard team at the moment. Wow. I um, guess it's like, well, who are the three, who are the three wildcard teams going to be?
2: Is it going to be Philadelphia again? Are the Mets going to
1: get back at it? Are the Padres? Padres are three games under five hundred. mm Mm-hmm seems like, you know, people expected the Phillies, the Mets, and the Padres to be there. And they're still there. There's plenty of time. But it looks, I mean, the American League seems to have seven of the best eight teams in baseball, you'd think.
0: Hmm, kind of like the AFC in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it's like, NFC's got like one good team, two good teams, and then the next six are in the AFC.
0: Yep. Indeed. Uh, do you have a pitcher of the week at all? Are we doing that this week? Where he's yeah, going the every okay. We got a pitcher of the week. We have Bailey over
1: two yep. weeks ago. Yes. Yep. The uh, Yashimoto, whatever his name is, for uh, Boston. Uh, it,
0: yep, Masataka yeah. yes, Yoshida from Boston last week was our hitter of the week.
1: So Mitch Keller, he was a top prospect. He's now older. Mitch Keller at twenty-seven years old of the. Pittsburgh Pirates. He's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, okay. He's been around for a while. It's his fifth season. Uh, But he was good last year. Uh, But he's been very good this year. He's had had like a a shutout last week. He had 13 strikeouts in seven innings a couple of days ago. So... 2.38 2.38 ERA, striking out 11 for 9. Uh, Mitch Keller has been um, a pretty good surprise. So let's go with him.
0: All right. Mitch Keller from Pittsburgh, your pitcher of the week. Um, so let's just... Oh, men- the pitcher of the strong. Right. The pitcher of the strong. There you go. Um, briefly want to touch on softball. The Jackrabbit women were upset in the Summit League tournament by Omaha, Uh, So, Omaha moving on to the the softball, uh, NCAA softball tournament. Oklahoma, the prohibitive favorite, as always, in there. Minnesota's in there, so that's interesting. Uh, The the Jackrabbits are in some invitational in Fort Collins, so good luck to them. Um, That's disappointing given how well they had played all season long. Yeah,
1: they were 17-0 on the conference. Then they lose to USD in their first game. And then USD proceeds to go 0-2 the rest of the way. And then Omaha, like I guess the SDSU couldn't hit. They had
2: one hit championship game. They needed to win both of them. Mm-hmm. And Tori Tadishis, their pitcher. And she was great. But yeah, he just needed to score two runs would
1: have been enough. But yeah, disappointing since they were far and away the best team in that conference.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's this this? Is there a, is there a, a reason why there's an NIT now for volleyball for for softball for Christ's sake? Like, it, what what is the? It's
0: it's all about money, the almighty dollar. Like,
1: what money are they making though? Like, they're going to Fort Collins, Colorado. Right, I know. they're playing Tartleton State on Thursday. It's a what
0: an eighteen tournament. Yeah, Maryland. I saw like that was one of the teams in there. I think Mar- Maryland was the only one. who was like, oh. SDC might not beat them, but otherwise they should beat everyone else.
1: Like what? This is put on. Well, this is put on by Triple Crown Sports. Or whoever puts it on. What money are they making off of soft softball, softball or volleyball? Like basketball, I can he could make some money off of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like who who's going to see Turtleton State play South Dakota State in softball in the middle
2: of Colorado? Don't know. It's an excellent question. It's strange.
1: It is. This is is one thing where, you know, I say, I don't know why it must be money then. Like, is it money? Like, what money can they make off of this? I don't know how.
0: Would be a perfect, uh, perhaps, blog post this week for you.
1: Could be. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what's why they do this. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Questions
1: answered, I don't know.
0: But we'll stay in the collegiate world and stay in the Summit League because significant news last week dropping down. Well, no, it's not. Well, it, it is because you have a, a, a team that's leaving. I mean, yes, you are you are saying the high praises. You are thanking everyone for finally getting rid of Western Illinois, the Leathernecks from Macomb, Illinois. Uh, word was I just I saw it initially was it Friday is that when I reached out to you and like hey did you see this um, Western Illinois is leaving didn't know at the time what the the deal was I you know for years now we've kind of heard that this is a athletic department really struggling for money so would they drop to D two that was probably you know the a realistic idea and then. Um, or realistic possibility, then find out later that they actually received an invite from the Ohio Valley. And they will be joining the Ohio Valley for football and basketball. Basketball and all sports for this upcoming year. They will stay in the Missouri Valley for football this year, I believe, before trans uh, transitioning to the Ohio Valley in 2024. Uh, closer travel-wise and stuff and whatnot. And actually, I mean, for... You could say what you want about Western Illinois not being a great, you know, athletic program, and, or didn't do much for the Summit League, but I think it's a good get for the Ohio Valley because I mean, I they're better than Southern Indiana or Lindenwood or any of these other um, institutions that they've brought in. Like the Ohio Valley is just trying to keep it together with Scotch tape at this point. That's the way I feel like with that league because you've seen. Um, Belmont leave and Murray State leave, um,
1: Jacksonville State.
0: Jacksonville State. Yup. Uh, I th- think there's another one or two. I mean, they've had uh, some Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky. Yes, yes. Um,
1: the... When I was there, you know, down in Nashville, it was yep. a, a, a good conference. Mm-hmm. You know, Murray State and Belmont. You can hang your head on those two for basketball. Yep yeah, uh, uh, Jacksonville State, excellent football team. Mm-hmm.
0: A great facility, I think. Didn't you say that was one of the best press boxes yes. you had been to in quite some time?
1: Yeah, it was a not not as big as STSU, but yeah, ex- excellent stadium, excellent press box. Very impressive compared to others. You go to that, and compare it to Southeast Missouri State. That was probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> It was a cool venue because it was like at the bottom of a cliff, and there were some rocks, and it was kind of a cool backdrop. As far as accommodation, yeah, Southeast Missouri, not good. U uh, Team Martin was also high school level. Okay, so <laughs> not good. Um,
0: so Western Illinois will be leaving, and that drops then the membership down to nine teams. Um. And there are a few different things, places we can go here, a few different directions. One, who would you add? I think one of the secondary things in all this is that they had just announced this big – or this Summit League Big Sky uh, basketball um, challenge, challenge, yes, where they're going to play one home game against a team and one road game against a team. And that was supposed to take place – January 3rd and 6th, and now that seems like it might be up in the air. Um, And that's really secondary to the point of, like, what do you do now as a Summit League? Uh, Who would you add? I know Augie is the obvious choice, um, but, you know, have they... I read a column from Forum uh, today that maybe... Or maybe it was from last week, but I read it on Monday that... Has Augie put too much of their money, too much of the eggs in the D1 hockey basket? Will they be able to move D1 for for all these other sports? Um, Do SDSU and USD want Augie in the Summit League? Who else would you add? Would you add maybe a Lindenwood? That was a, a possibility. Do you stay at nine? Northern Colorado has been mentioned. You could use that with Denver. I'm one. it's not like Western Illinois was holding this league together, but now I just kind of wonder, now that Western's gone and you're down to nine and there's really no obvious choice outside of Augie, and I don't even know if that's a realistic possibility right now, where else do you go for this conference, uh, for this league? And does this maybe mean that there will be a possibility that the NDSUs, the SDSUs maybe look to um, to venture out to the Missouri Valley or to another conference, to another league. Like where the the stability. This was kind of something that came out of nowhere, but it, it's a decision that makes a lot of sense for Western Illinois.
1: Makes sense for them because they're terrible. Their men's basketball team averaged seven hundred fans a game. I'm sure that's much more than they actually grew. Their women were under 500 a game. This is not a Division One caliber athletic department.
0: I do. I will miss JD Gravina.
1: Good. good for Gravina. <clears throat> for, I mean, for the summer league, it's Augustana. That's the only answer. So, well, I'm looking at this article from almost exactly three years ago, over Memorial Day weekend, 2020, when the summer league said no they uh, want to invite uh, St. Thomas instead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's Augustan. Their facilities are excellent. I don't think money's is an issue, as far as I can tell, I don't know. Like, Augustana immediately comes, becomes, well, that's the, it'd be the, one of, Yeah, got Omaha, but nothing matters. It's a big city, but, Omaha, doesn't matter. There Denver's in Denver. It's a big city, but, you know, nobody cares about the Denver pioneers in Denver. Right. So Sioux Falls, it's not the biggest city in the Summit League, but it's probably the one with, it'd be a great fan base. Uh, so, so you're adding that. You're adding a school that would actually come to the Summit League since the goddamn tournament is three, five miles from the campus. Mm-hmm. Well, think about that, West Illinois. brought nobody? And Augustana. Think about—I mean, thousands of people. That Augustana would probably be the number two draw. Could they outdraw what USD's putrid fans have shown these past ten years? Probably. Or Augustana people would show up than USD. I would think so. I would hope so. So you got that? Okay, our biggest event if SGSU gets knocked out early, which has happened recently,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the tournament just nosedives financially and attendance wise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's another team that you can bring in. Yeah. Hockey. I mean, I don't know why they would not want them in. I don't understand it. Their basketball teams are always good. Their baseball facility is excellent. It's better than what SGSU has. It's probably the best. It might be the best baseball facility outside of Royal Roberts, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like it, it's a turf field. Yeah. At least it's a field. Press box is nice. Uh, the football stadium is nice. Like, for football, you know, like if you're in Missouri Valley, like why not? Why not give them in here? Here. There's a lot of bad teams in the Missouri Valley. Like,
0: you're saying so like them. you're saying the Missouri Valley should reach out to the to the yeah. Dakota schools? Okay.
1: So here here's uh invite all your you're losing Western Illinois. So add Augustana for football. Like their stadium's not very big, but it's nice.
0: Well, they would have to go the, the Pioneer League route, the same that St. Thomas is. But why? Do you think they would just automatically jump up to the Missouri Oh, you're saying if they move to the Missouri Valley?
1: Well, if the Augustana goes summit league, I say why would the Missouri Valley not say, hey, let's let's replace Western Illinois with let's add another team where they got Murray State coming in? Yep. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven.
0: Yeah, so you're at eleven you're at twelve right now with Murray State.
1: I mean you've got I mean you've got Indiana State who is terrible. Uh, USD is not good at football. They're just not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Western Illinois was 0 8 or 0 and 11 last year.
0: I wish and that have- the Missouri Valley would just have the same conference for football and basketball. Like, shovel, shove off Evansville and Suffer, send them to the Summit
1: League. Uh, no, we don't need it. Evansville
0: sucks. No, no, I know. That's what I mean. Like the South Dakota State, North Dakota State, USD, and oh, UND yeah. go to the Missouri Valley. Like have the same teams in basketball that you do for football for the Missouri Valley.
1: There just is no reason why Augustana shouldn't be in this league I I agree. Um, I, they they got like a Vision Twenty Thirty plan or whatever the hell that entails. You know, it's a smaller school. Their, their vision 2030 plan is to reach 3,000 students by the year 2030. St. Thomas, they've got a lot of money. Their endowment was $436 million a few years ago. Augustana's endowment was $82 million. But they're adding hockey. Like, I, I just don't, like, if Western Illinois can be in this thing and be a floundering program, Augustana could be there, and they, I think they would do very well. They Sanford has a lot of money to give. Yep, and he continues to give.
0: They are the obvious choice. All right, yeah, I would say they're the most obvious choice. But I don't know with with the money, I just don't know if that's the direction necessarily this goes. And then to to a different extent, like now moving forward here for Summit League basketball, last year they tried this whole you know they made it a five day tournament with the seven, ten, eight, nine teams playing on Friday.
1: And what, a, and what a success. What a rousing success that was. Well,
0: it, it did to a degree because Kansas City on the women's side uh, made it to the semifinals. So that's...
1: All, all that does is make your conference look like a joke. Well, it, well, I mean, we've we, I've said that
0: multiple times about the Atlantic Sun tournament in recent years with them allowing, you know, their... I, I like that all teams... I I like that every eligible team is allowed to participate in a tournament, but that's what it should be, all eligible teams. Not like the St. Thomas since they, they can't uh, the, since they can't make it to the NCAA tournament here for, for another couple of years. But now I'm just wondering for the Summit League tournament here moving forward, with Western Illinois out, you're not going to add another member in that's going to be ready to play for 2023. I wouldn't think. 2023 2024 season. So, what does that do for the Summit League basketball then in 2024? Are you going to have to, are you just going to go back to, hey, we're going to take the top eight teams here? Are you going to go just two games like in the evening then? Are you doing an eight nine uh, matchup and then like the, the two seven? So, the only uh, game that's undetermined would be the one versus the eight or the one versus the nine? Like, how is that going to? Go. They tried this one-year experiment, and they they were hoping to keep it going. But now you're down to nine members. So what is the what is the Summit League basketball tournament going to look like here, uh, moving forward until that tenth team joins?
2: Get
1: rid of the game. You don't need eight versus nine on a Friday in front of nobody. Just okay. You tried it. It was stupid. You don't need to try it again. So you're gonna have eight versus nine. You're gonna play it, I guess, at night or in the afternoon. There's no reason to play a women's game at noon and then wait until six o'clock to play the men's game.
0: Right. You would almost want to do it like three and uh, like four and six thirty, right? Like, wouldn't that make sense?
1: Yeah. Just get rid of the game altogether.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I just don't know how they're gonna move forward with that. Then that's you could do an eight versus nine and then a
1: play-in game because everybody needs a. Playing game between awful teams, but it's at August like this, It's not complicated. Augustana, you want to come in? Yep, okay. Augustana's has been in a couple years. That's, I mean, that's that's it. That's all it is. That's all it is.
0: Would you even give consideration to a team other than Augustana, like a Northern Colorado, like a Lindenwood?
1: No. Okay. No, no Northern- any other team you're going to pick is going to be a step down. Lindenwood would be a step up, but they suck.
2: Well, they because
1: you're Northern Colorado's in the big sky, and that's a good conference.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially for football. And, like, yeah, it, it just complicates things when, you're, when your conferences are different for basketball and football, mm-hmm. and, they're not, and they're not adjacent to each other. So. Yep,
0: and that's why I just wonder, again – not saying that Western Illinois was the glue that was holding the Summit League together, but now that they leave, does this open the possibility? Does this open the door potentially for uh, for South Dakota State and North Dakota State to look at their options and just say, okay, like are other universities maybe leaving? Is this a, a, an opportunity now for us to to depart to go to the Missouri Valley if they're looking to add? Like, it, I'm just. I just don't know if that this is now an opening for that. No. No. Okay. No. So that's uh, that's it. So Western Illinois, uh, thanks for for playing. Thanks for uh, Nate Walters uh, beating you in the Summit League uh, championship game for SDSU's first ever tournament Summit League championship. Uh, congratulations again, to JD Gravina, for making the NCAA tournament that one year after SDSU got bounced. Uh, who was that by? USD or Denver? Is it Denver? What happened? Remember when uh, was it in the championship game when Western Illinois won it? With they did they take on IUPUI or was it Denver? Yeah, no. it was IUPUI. I think it was IUPUI. Yeah. Who bounced SDSU that year? Was it Denver?
1: IUPUI? I think it was IUPUI. Was it IUPUI? Okay. I think so. All right. For the twenty fourteen.
0: No, it wasn't that long ago They were It was in the How long has the, it been at the Denny? It
1: was like one of the first years there been there for like 7-8 years wow. I don't know, how long was it? I don't even know I feel like it was a while ago huh. 2014? Let me see It was uh, Let's see I
0: was going to say 2016 or 2017 USD beat them. Okay.
1: And then there US... was that one year where they only had like seven teams? Huh. Because you got a bye to Monday. SCSU didn't play on Saturday. Okay. They were the one seed they got a bye to the semifinals, and USD beat them on Monday.
0: But no, but then how would they? Because it was IUPUI against Western Illinois in the yeah. championship game.
1: That was the year that USD was in it. Oh, hell! Maybe, I don't know. Let's look, let's look back at it here. That was all like the first big upsets. Mm-hmm. Here it is, 2017. Two, okay, 2017. And they lost to IEY in overtime. SEC was up 3C that year.
2: Okay. So,
0: there we we go. Uh, We have more conference turnaround, and this is really the first one that the Summit League is getting taken from here. Uh, That has not been the case. The the Summit League was one of the few leagues or conferences that hadn't had to uh, really worry about realignment or anything like that um, or getting raided by another conference, getting poached by another conference. And here... Here they are by the Ohio Valley, but it's a move again that makes total sense for Western Illinois, and as you said, Augustana is the obvious choice, um, obvious selection. So,
1: similar to done. the Twins, pitchers getting injured. This is a positive. I mean, this is this is great news. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the worst team in the county. Well, that's always good. Yep. Imagine okay. if the SEC could get rid of, you know, whoever Vanderbilt.
0: Oh yeah, I know. oh. Where would Vanderbilt go? Poor Vanderbilt.
1: Where, where, they, they go to hell. As far as I'm wow!
0: Oh, how dare you? How dare you talk about our Commodores like that?
1: How? You're a Commodore. It, it, like, it's, <laughs> it's, um you know, Big Ten could get rid of Rutgers. Like okay. what a blessing that. Yes. Yep. I don't give a shit about your TV network or your New York market. Stupid.
0: hmm Agreed. Agreed. Uh, should we go to the NBA now? All right, NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals are set to tip off this week. The L.A. Lakers hung on. They beat the the Golden State Warriors. That corgi that uh, the viral video hitting that basketball in had picked the first five games right, but had the Warriors winning seven. Well, the corgi was wrong because the Lakers crushed Golden State in game six. So it'll be L.A. against Denver. And, I mean... It seems rather silly to to think that, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis will be stopped, but I think Denver's just a better team. Nikola Jokic is probably the second best. I mean, he's the best player this year, but, I mean, for totality's sake, it's still LeBron James is the best. Um This is a really intriguing series, i got to say, because, of course, you have the Lakers, and is this the year that the Nuggets can finally break through? It helps that you're playing a seven seed. Remember, the Lakers were in the playing tournament. Almost lost to the Timberwolves without
1: Rudy Gobert. Um, This is it for Denver. eh? This is their year.
0: This is it. Okay, are we getting a Denver-Miami NBA Finals? Is that what I'm sniffing?
1: I like the Celtics. I think they're better. Like, if it's, um... You no, know, if, if Denver's in there, people aren't going to care too much, but...
0: McBee, Denver, praying for Lakers-Celtics. That's what they are. They're praying for.
1: Yeah. I think Boston's going to beat Miami. I Miami... They beat Milwaukee. That's impressive. The Knicks are good, but... You know. I'd say Miami was probably the favorite in that series, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish this was Golden State, but no, Nuggets, Nuggets, Lakers, That's it's intriguing. So.
0: And the Nuggets beat the Phoenix Suns uh, resoundingly in Game 6 on the road in Phoenix. And then Phoenix, the next day, promptly fired uh, head coach Monty Williams. And Monty Williams is a good head coach. I don't understand why they did this, uh, the only, uh, I, I do understand from the standpoint that they got new ownership in the middle of the season, Matt Ishbia, uh, he wants his own guy in, so that's fine, but I mean, if you're going to blame Monty Williams for how this season uh, turned out for the Suns, well, Kevin Durant got hurt as soon as you acquired him, and then Chris Paul gets hurt in the series against the Nuggets. I don't know if, how much of a difference that would have made, but it would have, it certainly wouldn't have hurt Phoenix anymore. So DeAndre Ayton was pretty much a no-show. I don't feel I, like Monty Williams is getting blamed for something he absolutely should not be. Um, so hopefully he lands somewhere. Maybe he wants to be an assistant coach with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then they'll fire Chris Finch and name Monty Williams head coach at some point. That would be uh, nice, but. I guess as of right now, I just it's perplexing to me that you would fire Monty Williams. But I do understand the owner wanting to get his own guy in. But I think the reasoning behind it is still ridiculous.
1: I think you're going to find a better coach. Like Who's going to be better? Well, exactly. will so you fire him. He was coach of the year last year. Got him to the finals two years ago. Yeah, you know, like it's not his fault. Like Doc, okay, Doc Rivers, he loses all these, lost more Game Sevens than any coach ever.
0: He's gonna be, he's got to be fired by Philadelphia,
1: right? Like, so like, is it his fault that they lose?
0: Is it his fault that James Harden only takes eleven shots in Game Seven? No, it's not.
1: Harden and Joel Embiid didn't play well. <laughs> they, they got off to a pretty good start. But then, you know, time fourth quarter is they're down by thirty points.
0: So, and the only like, reason they were even in a game seven is because James Harden pulled two rabbits out of his uh, hat uh, with the way he played in games one and game th- three or game four, um, games one and four.
1: Yeah, but he was really good in game five. Yep. Um. Yeah, like, what like, what is the coach? Coaches get I think too much blame, especially in basketball. It's like, all right, it's up to the players to perform. Like, what is he going to do? I don't, I don't know. If I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I would hire Monty Williams. Mm. That's another one where they fired their coach. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: Nick Nurse got fired from Toronto. Why, I don't
0: know. Yeah.
1: So like with the last four or five coaches of the year have all been fired. So, you, know, you look at Mike Brown with Sacramento. And it seems like he made a big difference there. Whatever he did, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mike Brown was with, with Cleveland for all those years. Yep, the Lakers. Uh with the, with the Lakers, and he was with Golden State as an assistant. And then all of a sudden Sacramento goes from being a terrible team
2: to immediately uh, being a
1: playoff, playoff Is, team. Isn't
2: that amazing,
0: though, how many good head coaches have been fired this year? Now that you now that you brought up Nick Nurse from Toronto and uh, Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee, now you have Monty Williams, and here you have the Houston Rockets already filling in their uh, head coaching stuff. I, I don't know is Detroit still open? I feel like it is because uh, didn't um, Dwayne Casey? I think he stepped down and he's just going to be in the front office now. Um, so, I think they still might have an opening, but you have really good coaches out there. Is this just going to be kind of a carousel where they are like a round robin? Like, Monty Williams goes to uh, Toronto, Boutenholzer goes to Phoenix, and Nick Nurse goes to Milwaukee? Like, is that a possibility? It,
1: perhaps. Kevin Young is some assistant for Phoenix who could be the guy. If not, you have Mike Bootenholzer and Nick Nurse. J.J. Reddick's
0: getting the, the roundabout here, so.
1: I would assume one of those three guys will be the next Phoenix coach. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, just same old guys getting reshuffled again.
0: Yep. And currently, those are the only four openings now the Suns, Raptors, Bucks, and Pistons. So. Yeah.
1: And if the Pistons get the number one pick, that'll
0: be a uh, much better job. So on the East, we have Boston against Miami. you like Boston to win there. Jason Tatum scored 51 in the Game 7 win against the 76ers. Uh, the only, player to e- only players to ever do that, uh, score 50-plus points in a Game 7 win, Jason Tatum. That's it. That's the list. Never LeBron, never Michael Jordan. Um, that's the list. It's just Jason Tatum. And I know we just talked about NBA coaches get a little too much blame, but when you see the same result pop up over and over and over again, at some point, what, like you have to look at what, what's the constant here and the constant in this equation with Doc Rivers, head coach teams losing their series after being up three, one, three, two or whatever, and failing to close it out. It is Doc Rivers. So, I get that the players didn't play well, but to, to play as bad as... I mean, they lost Game 6 on their home court. That should not have happened. Um, for, for the 76ers here, you lose 95-86. And I think that was almost like a death sentence, kind of, to them. Like, I didn't expect them to go up to, to Boston and win Game 7. I would have considered that a pretty big upset if Boston had lost on their home court there. Um, I think changes have to come to Philadelphia. Is it going to be players and head coach? I think that's a possibility, but something, the the, the process is not, can't continue to follow through. Something's got to change in Philadelphia. And I just, I don't know what, but I'm guessing head coach is going to be one of them.
1: It's is kind of as good as they can get. They just can't get to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Like, they've never been a favorite to get there. Like, Boston's better. Milwaukee's better. They're like that number three team. Like, they're just not as good as those other two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you look at what their two stars did. They played awful. Boston star played great. Had a career game. Joel Embiid, the MVP, was five of 18. He had 15 points. James Harden was three of eleven and nine points.
0: Again, eleven shots only. This guy shoots like crazy, and he he, he chose not to shoot.
1: Fire Doc Rivers. James Harden made three shots. Uh, last year they lost in six games
2: to Miami. Game six, James Harden four of nine, 11 points.
0: At, at some point, can James and James Harden is a, a factor in this as well. At some point, can't we get rid of James Harden? Like he's uh-huh. be done.
1: Joel Embiid last year seven of twenty four. He had twenty points and twelve rebounds. They lost to the Heat ninety nine to ninety. See what they did here many years ago. They lost to Atlanta. Atlanta made the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Embiid played pretty well. He had thirty one points and eleven rebounds. Eleven of twenty one. Yeah, your friend, my friend, and yours, Ben Simmons, had five points. That helped a lot. <laughs> And uh, years ago, was this year, I think the year Toronto won it all? 2019? Uh, And uh, Kawhi Leonard hit that shot to win it. Yep. Uh, Kawhi Leonard in that game had 41 points. Duel Embiid had 21. Jimmy Butler, when he was with Philadelphia, Jimmy Butler in a game seven. Made five shots, had 16 points. Philadelphia's big guys don't play well in the big games, it appears. They don't have 41 like Kawhi Leonard. They don't have 51 like Jason Tatum. So, Philadelphia was really bad. They got Embiid. They got Simmons. Simmons was awful. Embiid's become an MVP. They got James Harden. He's plenty good. Mm -hmm. But they're not better than Boston. They're not better than Milwaukee. And getting the new coach in there ain't, ain't going to matter at all. What, what have the Clippers done since they fired Doc Rivers? Not nothing. They fired Doc Rivers, okay, or he left or whatever. Clippers,
0: nothing. Oh, because Kawhi Leonard doesn't play or stay I mean, healthy.
1: Kawhi Leonard, they got Paul George. Well, those guys are always hurt.
0: Yeah. Well, You're right. I mean, it, and there it comes again to the players. And that's also the load management nonsense, too, that uh, – that we go through year in and year out. Um, I will take I'd really I really want to see Miami against Denver. I'm taking Denver to beat the Lakers. I don't say that with much uh confidence. I am far more confident in Boston beating Miami, so I'll go Denver against Boston. I think the same as you.
1: Denver, Boston's what I hope. It's what I want. So yeah, good good for the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets.
0: Um, that's the NBA there. Uh, NHL, we'll try and get Marcus Traxler on here to talk about the... So, well,
1: the, the biggest nights again.
0: Yeah, four Make times in six the- years in the conference finals. I how? Well, Edmonton helped uh, by not having uh, good goals. I could
2: have named you a
1: single player
2: for Eichel
0: Jack Eichel's very good.
1: very can't say, I can't say it, but so you've got this, you've got Seattle and Dallas, hopefully Seattle wins, that'd be great. 0-0, mm-hmm. zero, zero, almost on the third, that's exciting. But then on the other side, you got Carolina and... And,
0: uh, and uh, Florida. Florida with the... Up the South Florida is ah. having a moment here in sports. you got Miami Hurricanes making it to the Final Four. In men's basketball, women's basketball made it to the Sweet 16, I believe. You have the eight seeds in the East in the hockey. The Florida Panthers, last team in the NHL playoffs, upset the the historically best team ever in the Boston Bruins. And then they beat Toronto. Controversial uh, goal taken away by Toronto in Game 5. Probably should have been counted a goal. Was not. Uh, Toronto ended up losing in overtime. Uh, but Florida advances, and then you have the Heat, the eight seed here, advancing to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. South Florida, take a bow. Have yourself a moment.
1: I badly want Florida versus Seattle.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be the Furthest yeah. away I think you could possibly be. No, We're almost. Cal 3.1 here. Almost.
1: <laughs> yeah, as far as in this, in this country, Seattle and Miami are close to Miami. Pretty, pretty much as far as you can get. Calgary, did they, they play Tampa? Uh,
0: yes, they did.
1: And that, that's got to be 4,000 miles.
0: Vancouver played Boston one year.
1: 36, 3,700 miles. No, that's kilometers. I Maybe mean, only 2,700. But so when Boston played Vancouver, that's... where are we at here? Distance... I like big distances here. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, 3,100, 3,200 miles. It's a lot. I, I, Seattle, Florida, that would pique my interest. Like you would. <laughs>
0: All right. All right, well, we'll hope for that, but the Kraken have
1: to get but by. What no, if I, I would have said some stupid shit back in uh, October? I think it's going to be Seattle, Florida. you got go to do by. that
0: next year, then. you got to just say that. You can't go with the favorites. and then and, uh, Next year, it's going to be...
1: Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be Anaheim versus Ottawa versus Ottawa.
0: Sure. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that yeah. be something? Um, Golf second major is this week. The PGA Championship yeah. in Rochester, New York, at Oak Hill. There, nice. um, I kind of snuck up on me. I don't. This is my least favorite. Did John Rahm win the Masters? He did. Yes. This is my least favorite of the majors. This is one I care about the least. Um. So, I mean, could John, could John Rom win? Absolutely. I'll go with. I mean, you. Sure. Why? Uh, no, I'm not gonna go with him back to back. Let's go with um. Oh, who do we want to go with here? I'll go with Colin Morikawa, maybe? What? Um, right. I think I feel like you want someone who's going to be able to hit it straight. You don't necessarily need to crush the ball, but in the PGA Championship, isn't this tend to be thick, rough, or is that more the U.S. Open? That's probably more the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, uh, so... Ah, shit, let's go... Uh, Let's go Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Let's go with him.
1: Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. John Rahm is two. Royal McElroy is three. Okay. No. yeah, I'm going to go with Cameron Smith. Was he the guy with the bad mustache that won it? Slipperish open?
0: Uh, that's, yes, Cameron yeah, Smith. Yep. Cam Young is the guy who's sponsored by Major League Baseball, I believe.
1: I'll go with Cam Smith. We'll go, one of these times a live golfer is going to win one of these
0: things. I, yep. I almost went with so, Brooks Kepka.
1: almost. So well, I want to see that? I, Dustin Johnson he won last week and in Pulse up on the Live Tour. So
0: I wonder what the the reception, the response would be uh, for the win. I don't think it would be as um,
1: as good as for some someone point on the PGA when Tour. When the Live Golf Tour goes belly up, whenever that happens. Like the PGA Tour will accept these
0: guys back. Yeah. Oh yeah, they will. You know, I think the Ryder Cup is this year. It's in Rome, Italy. Believe yes, it is this year. Yeah. And I think now you almost need another challenge: the PGA versus the Live. Oh, that would get
1: ratings galore.
0: Yeah. Don't I mean? Don't it's you think? So that. it's not just it's not Europe against the U.S. It's the PGA versus the Live. I want to see that.
1: The live golf guys would do it. The PGA tour guy wouldn't.
0: They would be afraid to
1: lose. They'd be afraid to lose. They'd be.
0: It's like LeBron oh, James never be, doing oh. a slam dunk contest. Yes, he would probably win, but he doesn't want that fear of failure.
1: Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be. I would maybe watch that. Because there appears to be some real hatred between some of these guys.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Rory McIlroy is kind of the the leader of the pack when it comes to the. What are
1: they, what are they mad about? These guys: Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, DeChambeau, whoever else. All these other guys. Mm-hmm. They leave for this other golf tour, and they all they all left. I'd say for one of two reasons. Number one, being extraordinary amounts of money. Yep. Number two, a greatly reduced schedule. Mm-hmm. They play what 10, 12 tournaments a year,
0: something like that. Yeah.
1: And they make much more than they would on the PGA. Be the best player on the PGA, they're not going to touch what some of these guys are making. Right. So for them, it's like yeah, it's sure. I'll go here for much more money for a less schedule. But like they, that's a no-brainer for them. Right,
0: but they aren't saying that. They aren't say like they aren't ta- tackling the uh like the the issues about you know that this is blood money or where this money is coming from and they aren't saying well yeah i like i understand there's issues involved i'm here for the money they they skirt around the issue so they're um candy asses in that regard they just just say what you want there's one guy i think was it um oh uh, H- harry uh H- barner i think is that what it is barner the third um, he said, "Yes, I'm going here for the money. I respect that, um, that candidness, that openness. Like, yes, I'm going because it's more money. I can make more money on the live tour than I can at the P- on the PGA level. And he's not one of the best golfers there, so I on PGA he's not going to compete and win for you know majors and whatnot uh, on a consistent basis. So I understand that. I like the openness and honestness of that." You don't get that with Phil Nicholson. Phil Nicholson's here to pay off his gambling debts. Yes. So but he's not gonna say that. He's I mean, it's just I think that's where a lot of people have issues with is one, where this this Live Golf Tour is founded from, where it's come from, like where the funding is coming from. It's this blood money and stuff. It's coming from Saudi Arabia and all this all this jazz in the players just refuse to talk about it or skirt around the issue well if you're going to take the money from them i i get that you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you but you're then understand that there is going to be backlash and people are going to say well what do you stand for
1: i would imagine there's some pg2 responses and all that are not that that are not what they're not, like,
0: great sponsors. Oh, I'm sure not. I'm sure not. Yeah, you
1: then know, it was like, oh, yeah, this company does this and that. I don't know.
0: Just don't do, uh, don't pull Bud Light and do an Instagram with a transgender person, right? No, I mean, do
1: good Lord. I like greatly.
0: The stupidest thing ever. The stupidest thing ever, the reaction by some of these people. Yeah, because it makes the beer taste different. Shut up. It's the same beer.
2: Yeah. Cool.
0: Go live under a rock. <coughs> <sighs> Frustrates me. Uh, anything else that we need to get to here this week?
1: What what do they talk about when they got the NFL schedule release? Like what oh, was yes. it three hours or what?
0: Yes, this is three hours, so What do they talk about? They talk about uh, they, they interview coaches uh, About what from teams like okay You know, now you have your buy here. You look at how many uh, primetime games you have. Uh, They talk to, uh, like, Jim Nance. I I watched the NFL Network. I didn't watch ESPN 2's coverage at all, but they would talk to. Andy Reid was on there. I think uh, Doug Peterson from the Jaguars was on there. They talked to um, uh, Al Michaels for Prime Video. They talked to. Uh, Jim Nance from CBS. They talked to Kurt Menefee from what, Fox. Who
1: gives a shit what
0: Jim Nance thinks about the fucking. Well, he's very happy with the schedule they got. They got Cowboys, Jets, one, two. They, well too.
1: they but This schedule sucks. Did anybody say, did, did, did Joe Buck get on there and say, you know what? That schedule fucking no, sucks. No, he,
0: because he's very happy they get Eagles, Chiefs on Monday Night Football. He ain't going to say shit about it.
1: You get. So you get. Guys, guys are on and they say, oh, I love my schedule. This what do you is, think? Oh, I love my, my schedule. Al Michaels. What do you, oh, it's a lot better than last year's shitty Thursday night. Oh, my. It's just, you know, oh, it, it, it's such a great schedule.
0: So they do that. They go through like, oh, this is a win loss, win, loss, win, loss. You know, they go to talk oh, about the primetime game. I mean, the Detroit Lions playing at Kansas City to open the season. What in the hell are we doing here?
1: It's an interesting pick. It surprised me. I like it, though. Since they, since they seem hell bent on not giving us, you know, Eagles Chiefs, Bills Chiefs, Bengals Chiefs. Since you're not gonna do that.
0: And I didn't want that, because that's not so that's not what you want for the kickoff. I thought though the Broncos would make a little more sense.
1: And Broncos I don't care about them. I, I mean I'm I'm interested in that game. I don't know if I'll watch it, but like it's a win win because Detroit doesn't have to win that game. All
2: Detroit does is have to be
1: close. mm mm-hmm. close game, people say, hey, Detroit, you know, hey. Nobody thought they'd win, but hey, they kept it close.
0: So let's look at this prime video schedule, because I don't know. It, a lot of people thought that the NFL was going to bend over backwards to make it better this year. I'm going to say it's... It appeared, at first
1: glance, it appeared
0: to be better. It's a little better, but not, like, to the point of, like, oh, you know... We're, because Amazon is paying us a billion dollars, we're going to make sure that they're set up for success. I don't see that on this schedule. Vikings, Eagles, Eagles wipe the floor with the Vikings week that's two. Going
1: to be a terrible game.
0: Giants, 49ers could be interesting. The Giants are on the West Coast week two, so that's interesting. Lions, Packers could be good, but not like stellar.
1: Giants, 49ers on paper better than any game they had last year. Hmm. Well, was it? their first game their best? What was it, Chargers, Chiefs? Chargers,
0: Chiefs, it? yes. That was the game.
1: And that was the best matchup as far as two
0: yeah. decent games. I mean, Raiders-Rams looked on paper to be good. Um, and then but Alder, feel
1: like at least every, every Thursday night game has at least one decent team most weeks.
0: I thought Indianapolis and Denver last year was going to be good, and obviously that turned out to be... Crap, that, was, but, that was the
1: worst game of the year.
0: Yeah, here we go. Week 5, Bears-Commanders. Because we got that last year. Let's get it again this year. What the hell are we doing?
1: No um, reason for that to be anything other
0: than a new game. Broncos, right. Broncos-Chiefs, prime video. That's uh, the week 6. Week 7, well, Bears, prim- we
1: got Patrick Mahal.
0: Yep, week 7, prime video. Jaguars-Saints. Okay, that's decent. What? Uh Week 8, Bucks. bills No, thank you. Bucks are going to be terrible this year. I don't understand why that's a, a game at all. Titans Steelers uh, Week Nine, no thanks. Uh, Titan, I mean no Panthers Bears Week Ten. What are we doing here?
1: Well, the Bears get
0: two. That's bad. I several teams got two Thursday night games this year. Uh, Bengals Ravens. That's a good one. That's on my birthday. I'll take that. That's a good game. Uh, that's uh, you know the two best teams in the AFC North. Uh, you get Black Friday, Dolphins, Jets. That's, that should be good. Um, Seahawks, Cowboys, Week 13. Okay, that's got potential if Seattle can do what they did last year. Uh, Patriots, Steelers, Week 14. Nope, not, not interested. Chargers, Raiders, Week 15, potentially, but the Raiders will probably be out of it by that point. And then Week 16, Saints, Rams. Nope and week 17 jets browns eh, i don't think so i mean it's it's better
1: better it's better
0: it's yeah. better but it's not like oh my god they got all these great matchups it's it's not going to make me i don't think it's going to turn the needle at all very much if you if you watched it last year you're going to watch it this upcoming year
1: i'd say it is better than better than it maybe ever has been but it is I feel like they have got more more games that are good. Are From the Vikings
0: good. standpoint, um, very disappointed that the Vikings are not playing on Thanksgiving. It came down to me to for again either Minnesota or Green Bay for Thanksgiving, and I was I, I understand why they put Green Bay because Jordan Love, but I don't understand the Love Fest that the NFL has with the the Packers this year. They're they must be praying that Jordan Love is good because if they're bad, don't put the Packers on five times this year. Six if you count Thanksgiving. Don't. Doesn't make sense at all. Vikings, that I didn't...
2: Will
1: always, they'll always get bounce.
0: I know. I know they will. Uh, I was, was surprised the Vikings... Them. I was honestly surprised the Vikings got five primetime games this year. And it could go down to three because week 12, when the Vikings host the Bears on Monday Night Football, that is the first week that the NFL can... Or that, that ESPN can flex out of that Monday Night game into something else. But that's Why
2: the... do you love Vikings-Bears
1: on Monday night? It's not every year. It just seems like it's every year. Yep. I don't know. Why? It's always a bad game. I don't know. Um... It always sucks. Yeah, I, just thinking about my life, I've never been excited for a Bears game. Have you ever looked forward ever no. to a Bears game ever? No. Against yeah. any team the Super Bowl? No. Any Packers-Bears game? No. Vikings Bears, Lions Bears. I've never in my life, I don't think, went out of my way to say, oh, the Bears are on, let's check this out. Right, yep. Never. I've watched football for 25 years, at least.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I have never been interested in a Chicago Bears football game.
0: Nope, I haven't either. I have not either. I mean. Um, I didn't want the Vikings in prime time against Philadelphia or San Francisco. What does the NFL do? Puts them both in prime time. Just, I mean, the Vikings are going to get smoked in both those games. At least San Francisco's at home. Um, at Denver, I, I had the, the Monday night games home against the Chargers and home against the Saints for the Vikings. Both those games are at noon. Um, the Saints, for obvious reasons, I thought would be a Monday night game, but it turns out the NFL has a bit of a sense of humor and put the Vikings at Denver on Sunday night, and you get you know the Sean Payton against the Vikings rivalry to a degree um and they always play russell wilson in prime time so i guess that that makes sense there uh vikings packers on new year's eve that could be interesting hopefully the vikings and at least the vikings are still relevant for a playoff spot there they should be the nfc is god awful uh the other prime time game let's see we got san francisco we got green bay at denver at philly what what am i missing here um there's Chicago, oh, yeah, Chicago.
1: The bye week is extremely late. That's not it. That uh, yeah. And you
0: have the the week two Thursday night game, which could be beneficial. Um, you may be just not even sure. Right. right.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna watch
0: it. Yeah, I might. I might not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be rough. Of course, that's the Eagles' home opener too. So yay, yay for that. Um, I look at this, what? like right now, just right now I went through the schedule and just the way it all kind of laid out, I have the Vikings at 11-6. and six. I think that's best case scenario for this
1: team this year. 10 or 11 wins is the tops. I just, it's, you know, playing I don't, I don't. I don't think they make the playoffs.
0: Might not. Might not. Um, we'll see. We'll see. A um, couple other notes, though, here.
2: Okay.
1: They, they got Detroit two of the last three games. Yep. There's another couple teams where that happened. There was Carolina-Atlanta last year where that happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Marcus was telling me about you know how they take so much time with the schedule. Like, what's this is stupid. What yeah. sense does that make to play a team twice in? It could,
0: nice. it could, though, be beneficial to the Vikings if they're needing to, to catch a line. Like, that could be extremely important down the stretch. Uh, Bengals Week 15, that whole, will hopefully be flexed to a, to, to Saturday on NFL oh, Network. What's
1: that? What is special about December 17th?
0: It's just, they. Had, it's like last year when the Vikings and Colts were that TBD. They had five games and they picked three for the Saturday uh, NFL Network special. That's what, that's what week fit. It, it's, it's got it. <laughs> twice in three weeks
2: is stupid. It
1: should never happen. I agree.
0: I agree. It, it's not something I would do. Um, so I got one game right this year. Uh, Green Bay week seventeen at home uh, had Detroit right. It was a one week off on multiple teams. Uh, two weeks off in a couple. So.
1: The Vikings have two different stretches where they have three road games out of
0: four. Makes sense a little bit, though, because the NFC has uh, one less home game this year.
1: Vikings only played back-to-back home games once.
0: And that's Week uh, 16 and
1: 17. Yes.
0: How does that happen? It It might prove to be key down the stretch
1: we will play Detroit in September or December, whatever he's fucking beat him. Yeah, I,
0: I, asked that, I wanted to play Detroit early in the season because Jamison Williams is going to be out for six oh. weeks. Um, and now that that won't be the case, maybe he can gamble again. And By the way, uh, schedule release videos. Titans crushed it uh, by asking um, fans to try and pick out the teams. I don't know, did you see that video? It's fantastic. That
1: was the best...
0: Thing I've seen. The Chargers anime video again this year absolutely crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Um the Chiefs with their super fan, the wolf guy, who uh you know robbed banks and whatnot, that was awesome. The Vikings, you know, with the birds flying into US Bank Stadium and dying. Um excellent, excellent work by the Chargers once again. But Chargers and Titans steal the show this year. And also, what I found interesting. The Kansas City Chiefs play one game at noon on a Sunday all season. That's it. Every other game is 325. So th- this is a, clearly a QB league, and the the NFL wants to put the Chiefs in that spotlight as much as possible. Um, they play at wow. home on Christmas Day. Uh, the Eagles got a bunch of 3 o'clock games. The Cowboys, of course. The Bills. The um, Bills.
1: I can't imagine that's
0: ever happened no I don't I don't think so either the fewest new number of noon games I've ever seen is four and that was by like the Cowboys and the Packers
1: they' have got one two three four five six night games I guess
0: yeah yeah there were multiple teams I think uh, four teams have six primetime games the uh, they,
1: they do play the Raiders Christmas day
0: at home at Right, but that's a Monday day. That's Monday. That's why I said Sunday. Oh, it's a Monday. Well, fuck me. Yeah. Yep. That's why I said one in that one game wow. at noon is against Jacksonville, and I thought they would flex. I thought they would put that in late afternoon or something.
1: What a deal! Like you could have played the Bears at noon for Christ's sake. I
0: know. That's I don't get it. You could have played the Lions at noon. It doesn't make sense to me
1: that you're you playing. There's no reason to be in New England on a Monday night. Right.
0: Who gives a shit about Kansas City and New England? Who gives a shit about Green Bay and Kansas City? It's not It's not Patrick Mahomes against Aaron Rodgers. Oh. It's Patrick Mahomes against Jordan Love. Stupid. It's, it is. It is. It's ridiculous. But it's a sign play that...
1: Play the, to play the Vikings at
0: noon? No, no. You need that game at three. You need that game at three. It's a big game. Yeah. Tony Romo Jim Nance going to be there. The Vikings going to get throttled. It's fine. Yeah. So, I was
1: surprised at how, like, the lack of, you know, Fox can have anything, CBS can have anything. I don't know what, if there's, like, no rules in effect, but pretty much it's the same as it always it always has been.
0: Right. It's pretty much long party lines. Four teams without a primetime game this year. The Falcons, Texans, Cardinals, and who the hell else am I forgetting here? Colts. Oh, Colts. Uh, no primetime oh. games. But you have four teams with six uh, primetime games: the Bills, the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Chiefs. Raiders with five primetime games makes no sense to me.
1: Oh, Why? The
0: Raiders aren't going to be good. Is this the Jimmy G effect? Stupid. Doesn't make sense.
1: So, Fox gets shafted because they usually Fox would get two Kansas City games. they only got one. Yeah. Usually you play. At least two games on the other network. So, I don't don't know. It's like not a lot of difference. uh, The Jets, though. The Jets, feel like they'll be the most talked about team. Yes. They've got a tough start to the schedule. So, I'm calling it now on May 15th. It's going to be, they're going to get off to like a two and four start. They're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Uh, this was a mistake. And then December comes and they win like their last seven games.
0: Yeah, d- didn't the schedule makers do them a, a huge solid like
1: here's the last here's the last seven games. Yeah. Black for the Jets. Here's Black Friday at home versus Miami. hmm At home versus Atlanta. At home versus
2: Houston, mm-hmm. at Miami, mm-hmm.
1: home versus Washington,
2: mm-hmm. at Cleveland, they had
0: no one. Six and one. That's a six and one stretch right there. So all these people saw, you know, getting
1: off to a bad start. I don't give a shit. They're making the playoffs. Yep. They're, who was it? Uh, Mike Florio. He was like, I don't know, the AFC East may only get Buffalo win, that's it. Like, really?
0: Yeah, no, I don't see that.
1: Well, Miami's not getting in, and the Jets are. Like, who's getting in there? If you say, okay, Buffalo is the only team from the East that gets in. You've got Cincinnati in the North. The Ravens. You've got Jacksonville in the South. You've got Kansas City in the West. Give me three other wildcard teams.
0: Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Or the Steelers. Maybe Steelers make it in.
1: Certainly no team from the South. No. Maybe the Titans get in. Who knows? like really the Jets or the Dolphins not getting in? Like, you believe in the Chargers enough to actually win ten games? No. Is Russell Wilson ever going to be good? Doubtful. Like, what if he's bad again? Doubtful. Like, what has Sean Payton ever done? Not a bunch of regular season games and lose in the playoffs.
0: If I were to just. You know, I'll go through it here at the beginning of the, or before the season starts. But if I were to look at the Jets' schedule, say week one against Buffalo, I'm going to call that a win. I think, uh, I, as much as I want Buffalo to win that one, I think Aaron Rodgers and the and the Jets get out with a win there. Dallas week two, Dallas wins that one. Jets week three, that's, or Patriots week three, that's a win. At Broncos, that's a win, so three and one. Eagles at Jets. Oh uh, wait, did I miss one? Oh, Chiefs at Jets. Give me the Chiefs there. I just don't. I don't want. No, no, I'm gonna pick the Jets there. Uh, Eagles Jets.
1: That's but a the loss. Jets, but the Bills and the Jets.
0: Yes. All right. Um, Eagles Jets. Give me the Eagles there. Jets Giants. Give me the Giants. And they're gonna lose once at Buffalo and once at Miami. I, I see five losses for this for this Jets team. I see tw- I see tw- yeah I see twelve and five. Um, if I were to look at Buffalo, um, I mean it's going to be relatively the same schedule here, but you have. Yep, right away loss. So you get the Raiders. That's a win at Washington. Win. Home against Miami win. Jaguars. That's a tough one. That is a tough one overseas there. I might give Jacksonville the edge there. Giants Bills, 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 Pats, Bills, Bucks, Bills, 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 Bengals. That's a game. I'll give the Bengals that one. So what have I given the Bills? Two losses, three losses, three losses tops. Uh they beat the Chiefs uh because they always beat them in the regular season.
1: They lose to the Eagles.
0: Yes, they lose to the Eagles. um, Beat the Jets once. They beat the Cowboys. I'll say they beat the Chargers. And they lose to the Dolphins at home. I'd say 12-5 for them. So it would come down to tiebreakers. Let's just, for the sake of discussion here, let's just check Miami out quick. Um, uh, Week 1 against... Where, where uh Jonathan? at the Chargers, I'll give the Chargers the win there. Um Patriots, give me the Dolphins to beat the Pats. Uh Broncos at home, I'll take that. So two and one at Buffalo, two and two. Home against the Giants, three and two. Panthers four and two at Eagles four and three. Uh, Pats Patriot? again, five and three. Chiefs uh, five and four the Andy Reid's not losing to his team there uh, dolphins uh, six and four at the Jets six and five uh, at commander seven and five home against the Titans eight and five home against the Jets nine and five home against the Dolphins or the Cowboys uh, nine and six. Nine and 7 they lose to the Ravens, and then they beat the... I see 10-7 for the Dolphins, roughly. 10-7, 11-6.
1: No. Just
0: rough rough guess right there.
1: Wait, did they not look at the last month of the season? Houston, Cleveland, Washington. I don't know. It's
0: you got to beat them early cool. in, the, in the season because it won't matter... I mean, if they're three or four games back of the playoffs, three games back of, like, a, a 7 seed or whatever, they're going to have to make up quite a bit of ground here. But if they're like if they're a game or two up on the competition entering the last seven weeks, you're not going to catch them. The Jets are going to crush it.
1: I, I thought Green Bay was dead last year, and they should have made the playoffs. hmm They were out of it. And then they just continued to win.
0: Yep. I don't know. It's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long? That well, should be about it. Alright. Well, you have a great rest of your week. Enjoy. Hopefully it's a little more relaxing. Get some pickleball in. Enjoy the NBA mm-hmm. playoffs and uh, we'll see if we get that Seattle um, Florida uh, Stanley Cup Final that you're itching for.
1: Uh, yeah, looking forward to Cowboys-Giants week one Sunday night. I always want to
0: Great matchups I look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. You can set your, your watch to it.
1: Uh, uh, Bears, Chargers, Sunday night, week eight, delicious.
0: Um, Did you say delicious or hellacious?
1: Delicious. Uh, hellacious. Sound. Other than that, Sunday night schedule is pretty good. But yeah, football, yay for football. Indeed,
0: yay for football. Have a great rest of your week, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. All right, I'll see you later. Travis Crins. joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff there. We break down the NFL schedule, talk basketball, golf, uh, Western Illinois leaving the Summit League, and Missouri Valley uh, for the Ohio Valley. Uh, twins, everything there. Uh, we'll talk some more hockey here. Hopefully get Marcus Traxler on the podcast here this week, talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's coming up next here. This podcast is available on podcast.com and on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at NDStacken, Facebook NathanStacken. Travis Krins is on Twitter at Travis Krins. The Link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Give you an update on the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think it's what the league was hoping for. And there's some controversy in Toronto. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block podcast. Available on podcast.com and on iTunes. All right, continue here on the Sports Block podcast. And unfortunately, uh, Marcus Traxler had to be a late scratch for the podcast this week uh, due to some events, and that's okay. Uh, we understand that. That happens, and we will be on next week. So we'll talk more about the NHL playoffs then, but just briefly the Eastern Conference Finals Florida Panthers against the Carolina Hurricanes, Western Conference the Dallas Stars against the Vegas Golden Knights. The fact that we have four Southern teams vying for the Stanley Cup. I don't know if that's a good thing for the NHL. Probably not. Certainly ratings-wise, it's probably it, it won't be good. Canada, their drought continues. Haven't had a Stanley Cup champion since, what, 1993? Um, so I'm not sure quite how the NHL feels about all of this, but the Florida Panthers, the last team in, able to oust the Tampa Bay Lightning in five games. Bit of a controversial goal or a non-goal uh, in Game 5 in their series against Toronto, one that Florida would ultimately win in overtime. Carolina disposed of New Jersey. Marcus had that right. I had it wrong. I thought New Jersey was going to be able to win. I thought the injuries would maybe catch up to Carolina. And now uh, I'll, I'll go with Carolina. It's bad to pick against Florida, it appears, but um, that, we'll, we'll pick Carolina to do it. I've learned my lesson Here with these Hurricanes. As far as the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars, uh, Jake Ottinger did not have a good series against the Seattle Kraken. He was stellar against the Wild. And in that first round, he's the better goalie between the two. Between, what, Aiden Hiller uh, for, for Vegas. And yet Vegas has all of these studs. This is going to be a really tight series. I think this goes at least six games, if not the distance. But we'll go with... i, I got to pick the Dallas Stars. I just think they're playing really good hockey right now. They have a lot of skill on the special teams, on the power play, the penalty kill. And certainly, um, you know, got good goaltending. have a lot of firepower, a lot of star power, <laughs> pun intended, here at this team. But they can score goals in bunches. Vegas can too. I, I just like the Stars a little bit more here. I have the, I'll have them taking down... Vegas in this series. Uh, Vegas took out Edmonton, and Edmonton, of course, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. So they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's going on. Get better goaltending, I think, for one, and have some better defensemen. Um, Got to play better. Got to play better defense. They're all about offense, but you need better defense, um, certainly, come playoff time. Uh, another NHL note: the city of tempe has rejected not one not two but three resolutions on the ballot uh to fund a new arena for the coyotes that was what the coyotes were looking at going downtown and uh having a new arena built and voters rejected it and now we're left wondering again what is the future hold for the arizona coyotes it would have to imagine they've got to move that that if the market's not going to support them in their bid to have a new arena built, then then they got to go, and that's unfortunate. Where where that is, we don't know. Could be Houston, could be Kansas City. Does Quebec get back in the mix? Does Hartford get back in the mix? Um, you know what other city? I mean, if you're looking to just keep them out west, I would say Houston or. Um, Kansas City would be your most viable option, but I don't know. I mean, is Kansas City a hockey market? I mean, St. Louis. I mean, Missouri is Missouri a two hockey market state? I I, I don't know. I would have thought it would just be the one with the Blues, but we'll see. I mean, Houston could certainly support it. It gets hot. I I don't know. That that's tough. Uh, and we'll talk with Marcus more about that next week because that's a that's interesting to see kind of where. Things stand now with the Arizona Coyotes and where they might end up. But that'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week. But the Stanley Cup, uh, the, the Eastern Conference Finals begin Thursday, May 18th, uh, Western Conference Finals Friday, and alternating days. So, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, are on TNT this year. Yep. And the Western Conference Final is on espn and the espn family of networks uh, so that'll do it for this week's edition of the sports block podcast uh, you can find this podcast available on podcast.com and on itunes just search the sports block follow me on twitter at Andy Stacken, and facebook nathan stack and travis on twitter at travis grins a link to the podcast post the middle to later part of each week We'll get marcus on next week and we'll talk with travis about everything else going down uh we'll talk about the nba draft lottery we'll talk about the twins and everything else going on in the world of sports. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.